Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, y'all know really deep down I ain't nothing but an old country guy. You know, I like sitting outside, sitting by the campfire, drinking cures. Waving at neighbors, petting my dog, drinking some porkers. It ain't nobody bothering you about nothing. You better not be burning any trash over there. You fuck you. On this episode of The Commercial Break. So what you're saying is you might be open to the idea of transforming into a warlock and murdering on behalf of his darkness, (laughs) Satan. At some point in the future. So can I mark you down for yes, but much, much, much later on? It's a sale. It's a sale. I got one. I closed. (laughs) The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Yeah, boy. Oh, yeah, cats and kittens. Welcome back to The Commercial Break. I'm Brian Green. This is the director of Large Clocks, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Chrissy. Best to you, Brian. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Welcome back. Breaking news. Breaking. You heard it here first. Heard it here last on The Commercial Break, (laughs) only a week after it happened. Jared Leto climbed the Empire State Building. Did you see that? What? Jared Leto climbed the Empire State Building this morning. Yes, he did. Why? I heard it on TMZ. (laughs) (laughs) King Kong ain't got shit on Jared Leto. Byline from TMZ. Uh, King Kong ain't got shit on Jared Leto. Not after he scaled the tippy top of the Empire State Building simply to promote the band 30 Seconds to Mars new tour. The singer-actor took to the sky above New York City Thursday morning telling the Today hosts... He made it to the top of the iconic skyscraper, something he'd always wanted to do. He says on his way up, he stopped around the 80th floor where he saw his mom inside. What? He saw his mom inside? Does his mom happen to be inside the sky? What? Does his mom work there or live there? That is weird. But when he got to the top of the 102nd floor, he said the views were pretty incredible, especially since the sun was coming up. Uh, Jared's big climb wasn't just a bucket list checkoff. He's also promoting the upcoming tour, which kicks off in March. Gotta admit, the guy... Uh, did it in a pretty unique way. Yeah, I would say so. You would not catch me fucking dead climbing a building like that. I mean, 102 stories no. in the air. I wouldn't go one story in the air. No. Now, we had a rope. This is not like some of these people who like free Do climb it. it. Yeah, yeah, God, that's really crazy. But I did read, uh, when I saw the story, I did read that Jerry Leto has free climbed a very famous hotel in Berlin just like a year ago. He free climbed it. It's like 17 stories high. Why would you do that? You got a pretty good fucking thing going, Jared. <laughs> I know he does. Let's not make this one of those like, you know, Chris Farley <laughs> stories where you die too soon and you got a good thing going. You're a really good actor. Yeah. You've you're I think he won an Academy Award for I the movie so. where yep. where he played with um uh-huh. 
uh, Matthew McConaughey yes. about the AIDS patients, right? Yes. When he was running the uh, Matthew McConaughey was running the AIDS drugs from Mexico. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and and it was a fantastic movie, by the that way. Really Jared did a great good. job. I, I was really impressed mm-hmm. with his acting in that movie. I had some, I dated a girl and she had younger brothers and the brothers were like in a junior and senior in high school uh, when we were dating and they lived down in Florida. And I remember spending some time down in the house down there in Florida and the kids, the guys, the, the junior and senior in high school, they were all about 30 seconds to Mars and this concept album that they had done where I've been hearing about it for years. Yeah. That, you know, he's got that band, but I haven't really gotten into the music. Or... Like we were into Pink Floyd and we were like getting messages through Pink mm-hmm. Floyd or some people, the Grateful Dead or whatever, Fish or whatever you, whatever you did, when, whatever you listened to when you were highly inebriated on, you know, mushrooms or acid, those <laughs> kids saw 30 seconds to Mars. Yeah, I saw that same line of conversation and thinking and admiration, adoration going on with 30 seconds to Mars. I have not, I'm not a, like, it never caught my ear that way. Um, have but, you listened to it? Too much of it? Well, yeah, because I was listening to it with the kids. Like, they made me listen to it. I say the kids, the guys. Oh, okay. They made yeah. me listen to it. <laughs> I was like, Mia? Yeah. Jeez. This was the craziest thing. They had this huge house in Florida, and they had a guest house over the three-car garage. And this guest house was a den of iniquities. I mean, <laughs> ev- all the kids were over there. Everything was going on. Drinking was allowed as long as the keys were in the bowl. Like, it was a whole thing, a whole scene. The parents were the cool parents, and yeah. all the kids came over. And one night, they had a party. And I mean, a party, right? But- this one kid, his her brother, was just so uh, focused on making me have the same feeling about 30 Seconds to Mars okay. that he was. He was so excited about it that I couldn't help but get kind of enamored with the just the level of adoration yes. he had for the band. So I took the time <laughs> the to s- sit and listen to the entire album with him. They, they like lived on a lake. We were out by the lake near a dock, and there were like three or four of us, and they were listening to the entire album. I didn't get it. I, it what didn't strike me that way. But I also probably wasn't on whatever they were on. Right, and I, I didn't, was Yeah, <laughs> their eyes were like, you know, Cheshire cats. I could see it. It was all the same. It was Brian Green all over again in a much nicer house. <laughs> right. <laughs> with much cooler parents. But, you know, I... I thought, oh wow! I guess thirty seconds to Mars is the thing. All the kids at the party were all about yeah, thirty it's been seconds around to Mars for a while. Yeah, I think, well, I think he had the band before he was acting, didn't he? Mm. Or was Jared a was Jared a, a child star? Did he star in a few things? When I he was don't a kid? know, but he was in that my so called life. I just remember him oh, yeah, being yeah, yeah, the yeah, boyfriend, yeah, no. and everybody, every girl I knew was so in love with him. Oh, uh, yeah, he's I mean, a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Leto's first appearance on screen were guest appearances on the short-lived television show Camp Wilder in 1992, Almost Home in 1993, and Rebel Highway in 1994. And Jared is a, well, Jared's older than I am, so he was in his teen, he was in his late teens when he started to to do that. But you would not catch me, how is an agent allowing his... I don't know. How how is that even happening? (laughs) That's really crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Like... (laughs) We're going to South Carolina and Arizona. He's like, we're going to California and Texas. We're going to climb the Empire State Building. I mean, I feel like they've got to have major safety (coughs) precautions in place for this. Well, Jared Leto didn't scale the Empire State Building without permission. That in and of itself, I know for sure. Like, he's not going to get arrested. His agent's not going to let him get arrested for this. So they they certainly had permission. But why anybody would allow him to do this and why any agent in their right mind, not that they have control over Jared, but if that was my client, I would protect it like like a Dick Tracy collection (laughs) in my closet. Which means not very protected. No, I just throw them around. (laughs) 
That'll be worth something someday, no matter what condition it's in. <laughs> so that's wild, silly. though, man. I, I don't know. I don't have that desire to do that kind of thing, but I, I like adrenaline. Love I do like adrenaline. roller coasters and yeah. Ferris wheels with you at the <laughs> the state fair. <laughs> Wait, that's probably more dangerous <laughs> than so. climbing. Those than traveling the fairs, state building. Yes, <laughs> they what a dumb thing. <laughs> now I will not let my kids get near uh, those rides. Yeah, well, only when we went to like Pigeon Forge, <laughs> only because I could see they were bolted into the ground, right? right? And you know they were actually took some care and time to actually fix them to the ground. <laughs> but I, we went to this Georgia State Fair. Oh one God, time. we used to go every year. Or the, or I think it was one of the county fairs. Mm-hmm. We went one year, and I went with. Um, she's not my goddaughter, but I call her my goddaughter. You know, Rafa's yes. kid. And um, we went with her, and, and and her and I decided we were going to ride some of those rides. And we rode like the most intense of those rides. And you know, those some of those fair rides, they're like the real deal. Yeah. The most scary kind of ride is a ride that's not fixed to the ground, going hundred <laughs> miles per hour, flipping you every which way to Sunday. Because we've all seen the videos of those, you know, you'll be... A bolt comes loose. Yeah, a bolt comes loose or one of the cars just flies off. I don't mean to laugh, but it's true. Or they're climbing the Ferris wheel to get the kid who's hanging upside down by his foot, you know, and take him off there. I I, And then the fair just leaves and goes to the next town. Yeah, that's right. They get... Oh, hey, hey, see you later. (laughs) We're out. Wasn't my fault, boss. Hey, boss. Yeah, and you know the carnies. I mean, not to make fun of the carnies. But the carnies are a traveling bunch of nomads. Uh, yeah, they're nomads. They are, you know, gypsies. Yeah, they're just a, a home for broken toys. Which so is the commercial break. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not casting <laughs> stones. But I should have thought about this better. We get on this ride. It's one of these <laughs> ones that has like the inner mingling arms that yes. flows you upside down, and then it starts spinning in sideways and left and right, mm-hmm. and it goes fast, and you are just basically smushed against the right. side of the car, <laughs> know, hurting in every way possible, but you think it's fun because yeah, you're upside you're, down. You're laughing out of terror. Yes, out of sheer <laughs> fear yes. that this little dinky little <laughs> bar. bar yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made in China, out of aluminum, is going to hold you in while this thing is flinging you around at 150 miles per hour. And unbelievably, it did. But when we got off the ride, so we get off the ride, and then we go, and then um, she says, oh, you wanted to go do that ride one more time. But when we got back to the ride, I looked at the foundation, the feet of the ride, and it was actually moving, moving. up and down oh, as the as the ride shook the mm-hmm. kind of foundation. And so I, I said, uh, I thought we skipped this one this <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> And I mean, nothing happened. I didn't, you know, hear any reports about that. And <clears throat> but these rides that are that that are basically unregulated, yeah, as is climbing the Empire State Building. <laughs> they're basically unregulated. They have like the agri- Department of Agriculture, you know, looks at these rides when they come into town. The Department of Agriculture. <laughs> I, I didn't know corn and you know Satan's tail. Uh, the ride Satan's tail <laughs> were similar. I had no idea, but okay, all right, I get it. And then you're right; they have very little regulation. You're leaving it up to guys and girls who travel around that know the rides intimately. You're leaving it up to them to basically set it up the right way every time, even though they're moving every couple of weeks from here to there. They're driving down the highway. Yeah, they don't even have a brand name. I can't think of the name of any of these. Like Six Flags is a full-blown brand, and if something happens, it's well-known. But if something happens at one of these 
these fairs. State fairs. Yeah, you don't yeah. know to avoid that company. That's right. It's like Georgina's, <laughs> you know, Georgina's fair, right? Or whatever. They yeah. come in, they set up, they, you know, they have a bunch of people that work for them. They pack it up and they move to the next town. But they're driving down the highway at 70 miles per hour, <laughs> open on the back of these trucks. Who knows? <laughs> a bolt comes loose, something drop, falls off. You just don't know what's going to happen. And it's it's actually pretty fucking You're terrifying. A You're taking a huge <laughs> risk. So in that sense, uh, I guess if I'm Jared Leto's agent, I'm keeping him more away from the fairs than I am the New York <laughs> Empire State <laughs> Building. But at the same time, I just can't believe that someone would let such an A-list celebrity allow him or at least not have a serious conversation because it looks like he just has one rope attached to yeah. him. Now, I guess that's going to save you if you fall. But at the same time, I'm so terrified of heights. I just don't get people who like to do that kind of thing. Jeff but, is too. I know. Jeff and I have talked about this. I don't mind requited heights. Like I can be on top of in a building, uh-huh. except for the Sears Tower. I don't know if I told you that story <laughs> that one time where I basically folded like a paper chair when I got close <laughs> to standing out. So the Sears Tower used to be the world's tallest building. It isn't anymore, but it used to be. And I think it's like 116 stories and in the Chicago. Air. It's Chicago. Mm-hmm. And... Astrid and I went when we first started dating. I want to show her where I was from and introduce her to my grandparents and stuff like that. And we go up to the Sears Tower. Here's Chicago. <laughs> Hold me. <laughs> Chrissy, I was so terrified. So we go up to the top. Astrid's excited about this. She's going to go in what used to be the world's tallest building, right? Yeah. And what we realize when we get up there is they have two different versions of basically the same thing. And a lot of really tall buildings now have this. They have observation towers where you can walk out onto a glass platform. Mm -hmm. It's enclosed. It's not like you're walking out in the open air onto a glass platform. And for $20, you can take your picture there. So they have a line, right? And then they have this other version where where the windows tilt out. You like hold the window and then it tilts outward. And so you're facing down. So even 50 times more scary. Yeah, I didn't know they did that one. So Astrid knows I'm scared of heights, but I'm, try- I'm trying to impress Astrid. It's the beginning of the relationship. I'm trying to make myself not seem as much of a, <laughs> a frilly kind of guy as I really am. But it's Hi, a- Brian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> yeah, Daniel would have gone and done his jumping jacks on that thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, I- my knees are weak when I just think about it. So we're in this line. This line is probably like 20 minutes long. We're in this line. We're waiting to get up there. And every person that goes, and I'm watching this all happen, and we get inch closer to this platform that we're going to step on every with every inch my knees are shaking more the anticipation and more. of yeah. it yeah and my heart rate is going up and my stomach is feeling queasy and my mm-hmm. brain is all foggy and by the time <laughs> we get like three people away i basically crumple on the floor i can't make my legs move any closer to it as much as i want to i'm like ah. Oh. Uh, Astrid's looking at me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm good. I'm good. She's feeling a little bit nervous about this whole thing. And she's like, honey, if you don't want to do this, don't do it. And I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. This is going to be a great photograph. We're going to have it for the friends and family. So basically, bottom line, the uh, picture is Astrid. Yeah. <laughs> right. I literally couldn't make my legs get up there. I had to walk away into the middle of the room to calm down, palms sweaty, you know, brow sweating the whole nine yards. And Astrid gets out there and like a champ is laying on there and, you know, she's standing yeah. on there. She said she was scared, but of course you would be it's an idiot not to be scared, right? I've seen that stuff like online about stuff that they have in like China and different rides they have. I mean, yes. where it's full glass. It's like, a game just, there. Yeah, yes. it is. It's where, a game there like to a make bridge, people scared. A glass bridge or something. Over the Three Gorges right. Dam, yes. which is twice as <laughs> yes. tall as the, uh, as the Sears Tower. And 
in the Sears Tower, or no, not the Sears Tower, um, but the uh, John Hancock building. Which, I love that John Hancock building. It's I beautiful. Had, oh, I yeah, watched yeah. the fireworks there one time. It was so pretty. It's lovely, which used to be one of the world's tallest mm-hmm. buildings also, and it's kind of like the, the little brother to the Sears Tower. And they also have something similar there. And about, I don't call it five years ago, four years ago, if you remember, Mm -hmm. someone stepped out on that thing and the glass shattered. It cracked like it's spider webbed. And if that had happened to me, if that had happened (laughs) to me, there would have been poop 102 (laughs) floors down below. And you would have never caught Brian in any kind of elevator again. I would have been like, nope, 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 nope. So... That sensation of I'm up in the air and nothing is control nothing is controlling whether or not I fall or not, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But sitting in the Sears Tower on the top floor looking out, I can do that. That's okay. Right. right? It's it's I don't like it, but it's not like terribly bothersome to me. So you would Well, because you realize that the structure that's below you at your feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really yeah, that's right. <laughs> when yeah. you walk out on those platforms, it's just yeah. that's that one thing. I can reason that this building was built pretty strong. Yeah. It's been here for 50 years. Everybody else is feeling safe. You know, there are plenty of people around. There are handrails I can hold on to <laughs> if I get a little weak need. I'm okay with that. It's the feeling that nothing is controlling whether I fall. So a roller coaster is okay with me because I'm locked in. There's a railing below, you know, there's a uh, actual structure below me and all that other stuff. And then Brian the idiot decides he's going to go fly planes. What in the I world know, am I thinking? Right. Yeah. Where there's basically like a one uh. of those 1970s car door handle that keeps you in the plane. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, there's no lock. It's just like you could just literally <laughs> open the door. And I'm flying in a two seater. You were facing your fears. I was I facing like my fears. I think because I was con- I was controlling it and concentrating on controlling mm-hmm. the plane that I could do it without fear. But man, I'll tell you what, like the thought of getting on getting even two stories in the air on the Empire State Building just makes my stomach turn to think about it. But then yet, yet, Brian, I constantly watch those videos of those guys that free climb like the, the very tallest buildings and they're hanging off it with one arm yeah, and they're walking out onto the one beam that's, you know, 500 stories in the air. I can't take it. And people, people do with the rocks or the mountains, too, you know? Yeah. And like these, what do they call them? Um, uh, city climbers or uh, I forget what they call them, but there's a whole, and, and it seems like a lot of Russians do this. They get out, they make themselves influencers by going out and taking mm. pictures on buildings that are being built on, you know, huge cranes and they'll go out in the crane and there's no apparatus for saving them whatsoever. They're like literally climbing a hundred stories in the air on a crane out into the middle of nowhere. And then they hang on by one arm and they're just like, Hey, with their selfie on the other arm. I can't understand how your brain doesn't shut down. If I'm holding on with one hand on a crane like that, 100 stories in the air, my hand would not be strong enough. Not because it's not strong enough, but because it would be so weak from the fear, I would just fall. I would just fall. I know it. I know I would just fall. Yeah, but those those people are young. They're like, you know, late teens. Yeah. There's no fear. I... uh, (laughs) I one time had a romantic interlude on the top of a McDonald's. It's just a one story, right? Just one story on the roof With of a manager. McDonald's. <laughs> no comment. Um, so I just in the just, roof of the McDonald's. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if my performance was based purely out of raw fear that I was up in the air, or because I was actually interested in having sex. I'm not sure. Could you touch the golden arches? 
you oh i touched the gold arches already. <laughs> the under did. arches <laughs> it was interesting that night was interesting i bet but, it was you know what good for jared leto and good for uh 30 30 seconds tomorrow well, you almost said 33p didn't you? i almost said 33 p <laughs> 33p also had Similar. a concept album <laughs> It was called to Touch the Arches. <laughs> Sunny Sun Up! Sunny Sun Up! All right, we'll take our first break and we'll be back in just a minute. Yeah, 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 Brian, we get it. But back to me. I mean, this TCB promo. Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3 and you might just hear yourself on the show. Want to text us instead? Lucky for you, we also have a number just for that. Text us at 855-TCB-8383 and give us compliments. You can also always go to tcbpodcast.com for all of our audio and video. Find us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And find us on youtube.com slash The Commercial Break for fully edited episodes. Now that that's done, let's listen to a few sponsors and get back to this episode of The Commercial Break. This episode is sponsored in part by Regain, Couples Therapy by BetterHelp. If you've listened to five episodes of The Commercial Break, then you probably understand that Chrissy and I are big proponents of therapy. We both go, we've both gone, we've done it for a long time. I personally foresee myself doing therapy well into the future. It's great to have someone independent of me to share my thoughts with and just relieve some stress and get some guidance. But what do you do when you're experiencing problems in your relationship, stress around your relationship? Or maybe you just need a third party to talk to and share your feelings with. Couples therapy is the greatest gift someone gave me via advice. And couples therapy is a gift you can give your relationship because even the best of relationships have moments when a therapist can help. And that's why Chrissy and I are really happy that Regain Couples Therapy by BetterHelp is available in the comfort of your own home or wherever you choose to do it. It's online therapy, online couples therapy. You can choose the time, the place, and you can choose the therapist. You can actually switch your therapist at no cost to you if you find you're not jiving with a therapist or maybe you just want to change. I love this idea. I'm a big fan of couples therapy and better help is a brand that everybody knows has been doing wonderful things in the therapy space listen i've said it before on behalf of regain and i'll say it again go to couples therapy is simply one of the best pieces of advice i've ever received regarding relationships and because the best relationships are always worth fighting for try something new in therapy visit regain.com backslash bty for 10 percent off your first month that's regain.com slash BTY. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, nothing to be ashamed of. Visit regain.com slash BTY and work toward a better relationship. Regain.com slash BTY as in best to you. And I want to thank Regain Couples Therapy by BetterHelp for being a sponsor of the commercial break. This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. 
Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer, and I just love this product. It's actually kind of serendipitous that I am suffering from allergies today. Just took my Claritin D, and I quite frankly look forward to the relief, and so I don't sound like a duck. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Please use as directed, and we want to thank Claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of Brian's allergy symptoms. Thanks, Clariton. All right, and we're back from break. Um, I was talking to somebody, Chrissy. This is like, I'm, you're going to know this when you hear this. <laughs> okay. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I don't want to, we never uh, delve too far into politics here, but, you know, the they had the Republican debate, the third Republican debate. And, yes. You know, Vivek, uh, whatever his name is, was like going after Nikki Haley's daughter, which I thought was completely out of control. I don't even know why these guys are doing this because there's, I, I know. there's no point. They're either, they're either <laughs> no. fighting for fame or they're fighting for vice presidency, but they're clearly not fighting for the presidency. And so, um, you know, they were talking about the economy and I'm thinking to myself like, okay, you know, the economy doesn't feel that bad to me. Does it feel that bad to you? No. Okay. But I was talking to somebody in the way, yeah, you're trying to buy a, a gallon of milk. I'm like, have you ever tried to buy a gallon of milk? You're still living in your parents' basement. What's that milk for? Your Cheerios? Do you even pay rent? You're in your pajamas at three o'clock in the afternoon. What are you talking about, dude? Your professional career is Reddit post to shit posting. A uh, dude, come on, man. You really? A gallon of milk? I mean, I get it. Housing prices are through the roof and interest yeah, rates are through the roof. the housing situation's a little crazy. It's, it's nutty. And it's going to get worse before it gets but, better. But you that's, know, that's the, it goes in cycles. It does go in cycles. And I, yeah. ha- I have to argue the it's point. It's not just always going to be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not, that's the way it is. It's a, it's a boom and bust mm-hmm. cycle. I could get in a whole tirade about the real estate market, but you don't want me to do that <laughs> because this show is not about real estate as determined by the third episode of <laughs> right, the commercial. At one point it was. It was, yeah. And uh, we didn't get anybody to download. <laughs> now the commercial breaks no better, but at least we've done 450 episodes <laughs> yes, of this one, at right? Least. <laughs> I don't think I could talk about real estate for 450 hours. Um, but you know, it it is boom and bust and I'm not really sure how much the president, the current president has to do with, you know, uh, the economics that are going on. And after a pandemic, I think anybody would have had a difficult time navigating this, you know, they're, uh, and I don't understand every single mechanism about pulling the interest rates and all that. We can all, uh, I guess, just trust that somebody knows what they're talking about, (laughs) but don't give me that gallon of milk bullshit because, uh, I don't, I just, the people around me don't seem to be suffering from the economy and, you know, uh, interest rates. I mean, um, uh, employment rates are very high and unemployment is very low. And I just don't get that argument. And that argument was made a few times uh, that I saw in the coverage afterwards. And I'm like, really, really a gallon of milk? Is that what we're all complaining about? We're all employed. You know, uh, I don't know. No. Chrissy. I don't I know. know. I just don't get it. I don't get it. You know what else I don't get? Warlocks. What are warlocks? warlocks? What is that? Is that a thing? Are we warlocks? We could be warlocks. We could be warlocks. 
Warlocks feel like something uh, like a wizard conjures uh, that's or something. What yeah, I'm thinking of like a man in a robe with yeah. a cane. Yeah, I'm a man with a robe and a cane <laughs> on date nights once every other month. <laughs> Sorry uh, again. <laughs> I'm gonna so, take a shower. Do they wear a hat like a pointy hat? <clears throat> yes. Oh, I wear a hat until I get my vasectomy. I'm wearing a hat. I'm telling you that much right now. I'm not having a 15th kid. That's not happening. <laughs> Uh, milk is expensive. I can't afford it. That's true. I need more milk for my kids. I do buy gallons of milk. <laughs> a lot of them. The kids go through so much oh milk. Oh my god! I remember my sister with her the kids. Yeah, milk, <laughs> milk. <That's laughs> I want milk, momos. <laughs> She's we, like, I feel like I'm always getting milk. I know. <laughs> <laughs> My youngest, who's just a baby, right? And she's now learning some yeah. very small words. Da, da, mama, papa, pee, pee, poo, poo. Chrissy. You know, all that other stuff. Chrissy. Yeah, she's <laughs> not yet. Not quite yet. <laughs> I'm teaching her. Uh, when you leave me alone with her, I'm teaching her. Yeah, but she's now learned baba, which is, you know, or mumu, which is uh, for milk, because mm-hmm. I keep on saying, you know, baba, you know, or even we say tete, which is like a, a Spanish word, you know, for tits. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tetes. You want some tetes? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all out of luck, kid. You Brian get the plastic nipple. Today. Oh, Brian wants to say all the time. <laughs> you got to be careful when you use that word in Spain. Tetes? Tetes? <laughs> um, so, you know, the the we did this. <laughs> Back to Warlocks. Back to Warlocks. We did this whole Do thing. Warlocks drink milk? Yes, warlocks do drink they milk, do. Okay. but warlock milk. Yeah. <laughs> out of a cauldron or yes. a, a chalice? Out of a chalice. Goblet. A, that's right. A goblet with a big nipple on top of yeah. it, and the warlock <laughs> baby just drinks it. <laughs> but, you know, inflation hasn't affected the warlocks like it has here, so uh, warlock milk is still, it's still oh, very cheap. Though. Good. But we did this whole thing about the exorcism the other day, and I thought that that was just a, such a funny video. But in my research around the, the exorcism, I found another video that I thought was surprisingly uh, crazy. And it's <laughs> a guy who's talking about how he – this guy is talking about warlocks. I want to share this with you. I don't want to uh, – let's not preface it too much. Let's just get into it, and then we'll figure it out as we go along. This guy – who is leading this program, has his own television show. He has for years. He is definitely uh, out there as far as Christians are concerned. Is he on TLC? He is definitely not on TLC. (laughs) One thing TLC does a good job of is um, highlighting... Warlock discrimination. Warlock discrimination. (laughs) Highlighting all the craziness about religion and never sharing any of the good stuff about... It's kind of like the commercial break. (laughs) Uh, But we have some warlock conversation going on here and i know you want to be a part of it chris of course i do let's take a look at the warlocks here we go i was strolling on the internet as you do as i do like to do and i found some information i found a guy talking about warlocks and who wouldn't want to watch this let's take a listen right here hello sid roth here and um I've been looking forward to this interview i've interviewed john ramirez a number of times john is a high ranking warlock <laughs> Whoa. I didn't realize there were different levels. I didn't realize there were generals in the Warlock Army. <laughs> I know. But this is why we're learning. We're all yeah. learning together. In witchcraft, uh, he spent 25 years in witchcraft. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask him a question. Be- well, I was in sales, and then I spent 25 <laughs> years in Warlock, uh, and w- the Warlock industry, and uh, you know, now I'm back. Because I've kind of been struggling with it myself for many years. Is Halloween bad for a Christian to be involved in? 
Why, Sid, why are you struggling with it? You are know. an 80-year-old man. For years, man. he's yeah, been for struggling. years. Whether, <laughs> whether or not to hand out Bibles when the kids get to the thing. We're going to do an exorcism. We'll be right back. Or is it what most Christians think? Just fun and games and, uh, you know, it's in my heart. I don't want to do anything evil. It's disguises, etc. And then some of these movies, like Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, you got a problem with Hocus Pocus? <laughs> you didn't even some think of the these original. movies. Some of these movies happens to be by Disney, <laughs> but not Hocus Pocus one. That's fine. No, it's exactly. Hocus Pocus two, the second one. Yeah. Well, listen when you have a when you have a sequel, you know it's going to be shit. That's just the rules. <laughs> Is that something a kid should not see? Uh, most kids that that whose parents are Christians are seeing that. Most kids are watching Hocus Pocus 2. I don't think my kids, any of them, have ever watched Hocus mm-hmm. Pocus 2. No. I want to get an insider's strategy of what is wrong, if anything, with observing Halloween. But Well, as the director of Goblins and uh, Gobblygooks uh, for the Warlock Division of Warlock <laughs> Industries, I can tell you all about this. It's our favorite time of year. Before we get there... I want to know how you got into witchcraft, why you stayed in witchcraft, and why you got out of it. Well, hold on now. <laughs> you can't ask somebody a question, like like the main question. Yeah. And then go, but before, yes. tell me your life story. I Thank you, God. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for sharing because this, Chrissy. Because I kind of, we were going down one path, and now we've veered. Chrissy, you know what drives me crazy <laughs> I was listening to a press conference. I forget who it was, Secretary of State or somebody, right? So the, he, he takes some questions. And the first guy that he picks on is like, well, he's from somewhere. I don't know, Reuters or something like that. And he goes, Secretary, first of all, can you indicate how many arms you're going to be sending over to this country or that country? But I also have a follow-up question to that, which is, can you tell me how many troops you expect to send into that? And also, additionally, how much money are you going to send? And then third, uh, what was your wife wearing to the Secretary of State ball the other night? And fourth, uh, how do you feel? Who's going to win the World Series? And it's like you're 15 questions deep. Chrissy, I couldn't literally could not remember the first question. question. And I was trying to. Like I was like, okay, if I'm up on that stand, let me see if I can follow this. Why do you do that? You get one question. One question. You think I got a brain for 12 questions at a time? Give me a break. I, I tell you, uh, 25 years of my life, I was in the highest levels of the high key for the demonic kingdom. Satan's demonic kingdom, the shadows of the demonic. That means- Whoa. The shadows of the demonic. Why are the Satanists always using so many words to describe themselves? The high key of the uh, creepy kingdom of the Satanists <laughs> under the shadow of the shadow industry of Now Satanists. they're just showing hot embers. Yeah, of course they are. Now they're going to show all the scary B-roll footage of demons and warlocks <laughs> and all this other stuff. It's just a scare tactic. That you, you did all the ceremonies in your body, all the rituals. You did all the contract with the, with the devil, Satan, his kingdom. I got married in Halloween. I had a demonic wedding in Halloween. We celebrated my demonic wedding with uh, warlocks and witches coming to my wedding. Which <laughs> I'm sorry, but it just showed like a dark forest with candles everywhere. With candles I mean, everywhere. Like nothing like attending hoods. that yeah. wedding. Hey, listen, I have been to weddings exactly like that. <laughs> Only I each thought it was good own. fun. Yeah, to yeah. each their own. Oh, party in the woods. I think that happened yeah, every third night. Yeah. 
right medium baptized in my, my wedding with animal sacrifices. I did that for 25 years. I get in with You got married every Halloween for 25 years with animal sacrifices? Animal sacrifices. Wow. I almost find that just a touch hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is just scary. I mean, God forbid that was actually happening, but I don't know. I think this. See if you get really mad at Blue, you can threaten her <laughs> with a warlock therapy. No sacrifice about it, Chrissy. <laughs> Sacrifice. I win, win, win. I'm going to take one. you to the middle of the forest to <laughs> dump you off. Not the country. Yeah, not the country. <laughs> take you to the middle of the forest where they've been holding those warlock ceremonies That's right. and dump Blue, you off. meet your new owner, the high warlock priest of the second shadow of the warlock industries. <laughs> You'll be okay at least until Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> On Halloween, don't bark. <laughs> Just seven and a half. I was recruited for the second heaven. A necklace fell down, hit my feet. I put it in my pocket. I went home, seven demonic powers of the dark side, the necklace from there, my mommy. They're showing B-roll footage of a little kid who looks scared as shit at a table with a Ouija board and a candle. And I mean, he's come like on, guys. Eight. Yeah, this kid is eight. Well, he said, I, I got yeah. a, a necklace with demonic powers when I was seven years old. Oh. years old, my parents took me to the witch house to do my car reading. From there, I went, I went on, I moved up the ranks. In 1999, Yeshua, the Messiah, interrupted my party at 179 building. He knew my address. He came to look for me, and uh, I, I was sitting on my bed for the first time ever in October, depressed in 1999, not realizing what I, something came over me. And I turned around, and I started to talk to, to Yeshua. I said, I don't want to serve you. I'm not going to be part of your kingdom. I'm not going to be part of any, any I'm church. Out. I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. See you later. Bye. <laughs> 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 It's been 25 years. It's been many. 25 years in the Happy Sunshine Club ever since. <laughs> By the way, I have met some Wiccan and some witchcraft yeah. type of women. I lost my virginity to one, actually, right. you know? I remember that. Yeah, but I don't know. I never felt like it was that ominous, right? But maybe mm. that's why I'm. <laughs> maybe that's why some people consider me a warlock. Anything that, that has your name on it, I don't want nothing to do with it. In the end, I was falling into deep sleep. I was passing away. And at that moment, all the words that came out of my mouth, you bigger than my daddy the devil, then you show me tonight or leave me alone. He you're was saying the words. Bigger than my if you're daddy. bigger than my daddy, the devil, then you show me tonight or leave me alone. Was so, it a competition with the devil and the other yeah? Person? I think what he's well, the or other person the is other like the other apparition. You know, yeah, the other apparition is the <laughs> good witch of good witch Glenda. I guess I'm not really sure I'm what's confused. going on here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and at that moment, I went to hell. I met Yeshua in hell. I met the cross in hell. And when I came back into my body. I was a born again believer in the Messiah. One of the things you which told one, me- uh, Chrissy, which Messiah? <laughs> yeah, this is all making gobbledygook. This, this is like, yeah, I guess I assume it must be because okay. they're on a, he's on a Christian talk show here, right? Oh, he's on the Christian talk show. This, Got it. Yeah, this guy Sid Roth, under the guise of kind of figuring out um, all about you know deities and ghosts and goblins and ghouls he has this show that he runs uh, but it's all comes wraps back around to like this extreme version of christianity okay. and he tries they to kept- he tries to make it interesting by talking about warlocks and demons he tries to keep people interested mm-hmm. but i mean clearly i think this gentleman 
probably just had some emotional issues at the time. Because <laughs> yeah. he said, I was terribly depressed. I fell into deep sleep. I was dying. <laughs> I went to hell. I went to hell. I came back. I said, hey, leave me alone. <laughs> hey, leave me alone. Stew <laughs> <laughs> in witchcraft is they planted fear of what would happen to any witch that left their practice. Okay, so you're not doing the same I thing about Christianity? Yes. To, yeah, what yes. you're doing. This is where the hypocrisy mm-hmm. starts. Yeah, if they, they engraft the tormenting fear on you that if you to ever leave or think of leaving or any of the, of the demonic spirits, which is demons and principality or the devil himself, whatever ever figure out that you are leaving his camp or you're leaving his kingdom, you manage write out your will and pick out your coffin because you're going to die. You're leaving his camp. Yeah, he's at the party at the woods. I think that's what's <laughs> going totally on here. The hey, bro, if you leave right now, you're going to miss out on all the good shit. <laughs> you're going to go back to the real world. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking while he was talking, I kind of zoned out for a minute. <laughs> but he, he, I was thinking about his parents that got him into this. Oh, yeah. And so I guess they were full-blown believers oh you must think right yeah that and they... I, I have to say there there's a tiny bit of freedom and just saying let's just be bad yeah <laughs> let's just go <laughs> this is why teenagers bad. get ro- <laughs> this is why teenagers get roped into all kind of crazy bullshit because this is attractive to the, a growing mind especially those boys out there they got all that testosterone running oh, around we don't know what to do with it so somebody shows us a cauldron a couple hot chicks and yeah. a you know a fake bunny with some blood on it some we're fire. like hey yeah <laughs> i'm into this torches <laughs> torture and then they made that real clear and we saw people that felt that they wanted to leave and they we went i went to a few funerals of those people that wanted to leave and they ended up dead so that was incredible to me. Did you participate in murders yeah, did, here? Were you murdering people? Is that what you're trying to say? I feel like this, some of this might be a figment of this guy's imagination. Yeah. This might be a story that has grown over time. I don't know. I'm just assuming. The lore. Right? The lore. That's right. I have been, I, I've been, I have known, I have seen this witchcraft and Wiccan and all this other stuff. And I have met and seen people who are, call themselves, Satanists. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's a lot of bark. And no bite, right? It's not that there's no bite. It's just that they believe in a certain set of um, things that maybe we a lot of people don't subscribe to. But I found that at the end of the day, they felt more harmless than harmful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that's everybody's experience, maybe. And because I am a warlock, I have to say that by contract. <laughs> yeah. I'm an SVP Disclaimer. at Warlock Industries. That's me. <laughs> Pull me out out of deep darkness, out of the pits of hell, was for sure. They pulled me out and adopted me. To be in his key. His sure? I can't. I'll tell you. His what? I can't understand what he's saying. His sure? Yeah. He, he's it, speaking of something named his sure. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Maybe. What's your sure? They pull me out. Rest assure? Is that what he said? It's of hell. No. Nah. What's sure? They pull me out and adopted me to be in his kingdom. Rosh Hashor? His kingdom. Oh, I don't know. Rosh Hashor. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he, he got saved by Rosh Hashor. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We could not be talking about this. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, we could not be talking about this if it wasn't for the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I want to acknowledge, Holy Spirit, we yield to you. Have your way. Not our will, your will. Not our kingdom, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Now, uh, John... Let's now, uh, John, let's talk more about the murdering that went <laughs> yeah, on. No. <laughs> now, let's, and Halloween. Yeah, let's scare the kids even more. 
<laughs> he's using the same fear-based tactics that yeah. this guy is claiming that were used mm-hmm. inside of these witches, Wiccan circles or whatever, witchcraft or whatever you say. Let's deal with Halloween. <clears throat> Why should a Christian not observe Halloween? You open gateways and portal to the spirit realm of darkness, entrapments, setups, plots, schemes, and wild that the devil takes over your children, takes over your family. And it's so demonic. Want some candy. <laughs> Trick or treat. Oh, I see your Mickey Mouse. You're opening up a portal to hell. <laughs> no candy for you. Go back to the witch's brew you came from, you shitty little demonic spirit. Uh, okay. <laughs> and happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that once you put on a costume and you put on an outfit, you change the identity for who God called. There have B-roll footage what of the perfectly the lovely little kids getting candy for Halloween. Yeah, like They're dressed as fairies. Satanists. They're just <laughs> children. Come on, Who doesn't man. like a good dress up? Yeah, I mean, this is like, I, I get it. I understand that if you believe a certain set of beliefs, then Halloween may be taking it a step too far for you. And that's okay. You don't have to participate. No, no one's making. There's lots of people who don't participate in Halloween for various different reasons. But to call out little tiny children that are dressing in the way that they want to dress their favorite characters or whatever. They're going to get candy. Yes, that's right. I dressed up as, my mom dressed me up as a vampire hobo (laughs) one time. (laughs) Not intentionally. She just wanted me to be a hobo. But I ended up looking like a vampire hobo. (laughs) I wasn't opening up a portal. The only only hell that I was opening up a portal to was the uh, terrible... Uh, goading I got from the other kids in the classroom. I got bullied the whole day. Multiple Halloweens in a row. See, the portal was open. Yes, because my mom was stitching together costumes the entire year. And she changed her mind. So it'd be half this and half that. And Patch, I swear to God. Patches. Patches. Oh, I had patches. Lots of patches. You to be. And once you put that costume and that identity on that you describe yourself, say you dress like Little Ariel, the Little Mermaid, your marine spirit. You dress like Casper the Friendly Ghost. You say, well, I'm not dressing my kid as a witch and a devil. I'm dressing my uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. You put on a spirit on your child. You change the DNA of the identity. That's going to You do not change the the DNA. DNA. Oh, come on, man. You're taking it way too, too, too far. Oh, these poor kids, they just want to have some fun. All right, let's take a short break. We'll be back with more Warlock Talk. After these messages, we'll be right back. Okay, podcast besties, time for one more quick break, and then it's back to the drama. Check out tcbpodcast.com for all of our episodes and youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited video episodes. Find us on Instagram at the commercial break and on TikTok at tcbpodcast. And of course, if you want to get in touch with us, which like, of course you do, leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3 or text us at 855-TCB-8383. Now, let's listen to some sponsors and get this show going.
This episode is sponsored in part by our good friends at Uncommon Goods. All right, Christmas is coming up. We're all doing the mad dash to figure out what everybody wants. Go to the stores, buy online, all that other stuff. But me personally, and my brothers can tell you this, I like to be very unique about my gift giving. So unique that no one has any clue what I'm thinking when I get them a present. In other words, I get gag gifts every year for my brothers and some of my immediate family. And I always love to see their faces when they open up the gift. Disappointed they didn't get anything real, but they get a good chuckle nonetheless. I am so pleased that Uncommon Goods is now making it much easier for me to find these particular items. And it's not just about fun and gag gifts. They have everything. Home items, decor, corporate gifts, jewelry. If you need it, they have it. This is a truly unique shopping experience. Everything you see is made by small artists and independent businesses. These items are often very unique and handmade. I was on the website this morning looking for my gag gifts, and they have a whole section of fun and quirky gifts. Two things stood out to me. Number one, they actually have a phone jail. It's like a cage, like a small cage with a phone holder in it for like three or four phones and then there's a lock and if you have the key no one's getting their phones i hope my wife never finds that particular gift how about this one an actual game a board game called ganja land that's going to be fun for all the kids i really like this company and they like you to get 15 percent off your next gift go to uncommongoods.com slash tcb that's uncommongoods.com slash tcb for 15 percent off don't miss out on this limited time offer uncommon goods we are all out of the ordinary and that's something every tcb listener can agree upon again go to uncommongoods.com slash tcb for 15 percent off your first gift go to this website you'll have a ton of fun and thank you to uncommon goods for being a sponsor of the commercial break All right, we're back. We're with Sid Roth, um, who is not Sid Vicious by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> we're back with Sid Roth. We're talking about warlocks. We're in the middle of a conversation with a gentleman for 25 years, was a captain of industry in the warlock world, and uh, he was saved by Yashua. And uh, I think he's trying to say Joshua, but he's Yashua. And now he's talking about how terrible it is to dress Halloween, your kid. It'll and, change people's DNA. That's right. If you put on a mermaid outfit. Science. science. Do you know how excited? Science. Yeah, basically, we're getting scientific proof. That yeah. when you put on a Halloween costume, mm-hmm. first you open the doors and portals to hell, yep. and second of all, changes your DNA to mermaid DNA if you're dressed as Ariel. <laughs> Trust me, if my daughter could change herself into Ariel by yes. simply putting on a costume, it would be the best day of her life. Now the devil has legal rights, and he has uh, he has permission that you give him that you sacrifice your kids spiritually to the dark side. That's Wait, crazy. Legal rights? Why is everybody talking about legal I rights? Remember we did the exorcism yeah. and the guy was like, you have no legal authority, do you? And it's like, he had no legal authority. I don't think attorneys were involved. What do you have, a power of attorney you draft or something like that? As such short shit. I can't believe it. Listen, do me a favor. Sign on the dotted line right there. It's just a piece of paper. It spells out a mutual agreement between you and I. I now own your house. Thanks very much. Talk to you later. <laughs> Come on, man. Get a, get real. But what if you say it's just fun and games and parties and you're ridiculous, John Romero? That is what we're saying. What would you yeah, say? that is what we're saying. We're all saying that yep. on the other end of the TV. Say. Well, I tell you know, I tell my, I lived it for 25 years of my life. I got married in Halloween. I had a demonic wedding with witches and warlock coming into my it's a wedding. A little bit baptizing. different when you're dressing up one night here, yeah, <laughs> and 
and then getting married. You're all in. Yeah, you're getting yeah. married on Halloween in a demonic uh, ceremony. ceremony, and you're, you're living the life yeah. of a demon. That's right. Listen, <laughs> if you're a whole, like, energ- energetic, karmatic energy is wrapped up in just being an evil dude— Right? And murdering people, apparently, and animal sacrifice. <laughs> changing your DNA? Changing your Did DNA. Did that get changed back? Yeah, I guess so. He seems perfectly <laughs> lovely at this point, you know? Besides all the warlock talk, he yeah. seems perfectly lovely. But if your whole life is all about witches and demons, of course your attitudes, moods, and perspectives are going to change. That's what happens. But that's not changing your DNA. And that is far, far different from a four-year-old <laughs> dressing in a Casper the Friendly Ghost <laughs> <No>. outfit. <laughs> By the signing way, away legal rights to your right. soul. Yeah, when you're like you know a blood ceremony in the middle of the woods with warlocks and demons. I mean, come on, man. October 31st and November 1st is the two death. Is the month of October at least up to October 31st. It ramps up to October 31st because it's the high season of the witches and warlock. The third quarter, the killing season. Oh, the third quarter is the killing season. <laughs> we learned that at Clear Channel. <laughs> That's when all the layoffs happen. <laughs> That's true. Ramps up to Halloween. <laughs> Actually, I have a feeling. I feel like maybe there is some validity to this. I know. I know. We were also <laughs> high-level executives at a warlock corporation. <laughs> and we did sacrifice their Halloween. I think we did. I think we did. Okay. All right. My whole attitude has changed about this guy. He's right. I'm wrong. <laughs> In December, because if you don't finish strong in December and what the ingredients (laughs) don't finish strong in September, is this a sales organization? Uh, who's the guy that we do with uh what's his name the guy the sales guy yeah what was his name not john anthony but the other one paul cruz paul Paul cruz Cruz. satan sales agency hey you give him you give him some information on this organization he'll sell it yeah actually i'm gonna go ahead and put you down yes for a demon A demon legal transfer. All right, Mr. Green, I'm going to go ahead and... So what you're saying is you might be open to the idea of transforming into a warlock and murdering on behalf of his darkness, (laughs) Satan, at some point in the future. So can I mark you down for yes, but much, much, much later on? It's a sale. It's a sale. I got one. I close. (laughs) Always be pretending to close. ABPC, always be pretending to close. Repeat <laughs> yes. and the spells and the mandate and the mission that the devil gave you from January to December. If you don't finish and you have an incomplete report card, punishment is coming to your house. And that's, I, I've been there. I lost my eyesight in 1997. The devil took my eyesight completely blind with the commission of the blind in New York City, New York State, because I wanted to take a sabbatical from witchcraft and I wanted to be <laughs> a sabbatical. <laughs> Wait. Hey, boss, I'd like to take a sabbatical. I need a, I got a couple of vacation Give days. Give me your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple of vacation days. Can I take vacation? Sure. You just won't be able to see where you're going. That's what I have to say. Hey, that wasn't in the contract. Yeah, but you did not do any murdering in the third quarter. What's up with this? Incomplete. You've got incomplete all up and down your report card. You're just not doing a great job. So go ahead, take your vacation. Don't trip over the stairs, because you can't see now, okay? When you get back, 
If you close something, I'll consider giving you some of your right eyeball back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is such horseshit. I feel like this guy's had way too long to ruminate on this story. Yeah. A good dad to my daughter. What about certain movies? Well, wait. <laughs> wait, is dude. he blind? Yeah, I know. Yeah, are you still blind? <laughs> you're not going to follow up? Yeah, like that. follow up? What happened to your eyesight? Because you look like you're looking at something, but you might not be. And if you're blind, God bless. I hate that for you. Like, that's a terrible, terrible thing to happen. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> you know. Just for taking a vacation. That's right. For taking a vacation. Uh, I knew this. But I dude. like how the other guy doesn't even follow up. I He's know. like, I know, but what about movies? Yeah. But what <laughs> about movies? Let's get to the important stuff. What about Hocus Pocus too? <laughs> that's the meat. That's the meat on the bone. Here. That's the that's the real heart and soul of this interview. I want to know about Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> Ron DeSantis asked me to ask this question. What about Disney's Hocus Pocus too? Can we find any dirt there? I knew this guy when I worked at Chili's uh, way back in the day, and he was one of the line cooks, and he was the most lovely human being in the world, right? But sometimes he would, like, go to grab a ticket. You know, you would, like, put the tickets up there, you'd Uh go to grab a ticket, and you'd see him. He'd just, like, miss. Yeah. So I always thought, oh, that guy must maybe smoking a little before before yeah, drinking right. a little bit. But I learned um, shortly after I started working there that he had this um, disease mm-hmm. that caused his eyesight to go slowly. And within a couple of years, he would be 100% oh, totally that. blind. Um, and I can't remember. Uh, it's like some kind of degenerative eye mm-hmm. nerve yep. disorder, right? And it was like terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. I felt for this guy so much. And he was such a cool dude and handling it so well. But I just could not imagine. I could not imagine just waking up one day and going blind. And I know it happens a lot. Like this, this is not, this wasn't an, un, I mean, it's not a usual thing to happen. It's not common. But, you know, there are other people that go through this all the time. So if he lost his eyesight, that's terrible. But that's the first question I'm asking if I'm interviewing. Like, I know. Hey, tell me about your eyesight. When did you lose it? How did it happen? Did you get it back? Did you get it back? Because he, he looks normal. I mean, yeah, he looks he, like he's looking He looks looking like he's around. looking at the camera. Yeah, he does. TV, it's many of them. But there's <laughs> one that's very popular now. It's called Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Hocus Pocus 2 was never popular. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can we get off Hocus Pocus 2? Because I don't even think it's offensive. Okay? It's just not in my repertoire. I did not make it. I did not ask it to be made. I hate Hocus Pocus 1. <laughs> and forget, forget about the Saw franchise. And yeah. let's focus don't on worry Hocus about that. Pocus 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, don't worry <laughs> <laughs> Forget about all the Friday the 13th movies. Oh, all the other Hocus things that are Pocus too. Yeah. It's yep. so popular right now. It is? <laughs> really? In which universe? Two. What's wrong with that? I haven't seen it, but it's Disney. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, first of all, interview 101 is if you're going to base a, an entire interview on a specific movie, probably watch the movie. Watch the movie. Get the cliff notes. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Sacrifice least, one of your staff to <laughs> Hocus Pocus 2. I haven't <laughs> seen it. I just know it's Disney. I know. That's and, it. And let's see if this guy has watched it. The other guy, well, John Ramirez. Well, watched could yeah. be a. Oh, it could be a slow, <laughs> slippery slope back to Satanism. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> Listen to how he laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> It's Disney. That's all I know. That's all all you need to know. Disney (laughs) equals devil.
<laughs> so despicable how they dress up the devil and make it glamorous, make it cultural, make it fun, make it attractive, make it a fashion thing. Because I saw play, I saw clips of the movie. So he can see. Yeah, so he can see. Yep. Okay, so that's good. He got his eyesight back. But, as soon um, as he got back from vacation. Yeah, he got back from vacation. <laughs> had some killings. <laughs> on it and it hocus pocus it is a is a saying that you say that you come in agreement with the devil uh abracadabra uh open sesame these words have connotation to the dark side you chanting sesame sesame abracadabra I think that's a made-up word from a song. Abra, abra, kadabra. I want to reach out and grab you. Oh, maybe well, it's about Satan. No, sorry. Exactly. Okay, you're right. I'm wrong. Again, proven wrong. I'm actually starting to believe this guy now. Satan's got a, you know, got a quota. You got to meet it before December 31st. And it really ramps up around October. He said October 31st was the most deadly day ever. And I don't think that's true. Words, Proverbs 18. You know what the most, you know what the most deadly day is for natural causes? Do you know what it is? Uh -uh. The days after we change, the day right after we change the clocks forward and backward. Yes. Thank gosh we we made it through. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. (laughs) Here, listen to my voice. I'm doing just great. on your tongue whatever death you speak you make a contract with the devil hocus pocus we it aims for young people it's a target it's designed for to be glamorous but the targets and the contents of the movie we have a we have a part of the movie that the, that, that the young people uh they chant the song you know <laughs> he's reading something so obviously he's got his, yes, his eyesight he does. Back. we've got a part of the movie where what i mean hocus pocus could not be more <laughs> I mean, of any of the movies you could pick any. to target yeah. where children, every single horror movie is targeted for 13 to 20 year olds. Yeah. That's it. Because that's when I started watching them, because that's when you get the most thrill out of it, right? right? You're most attracted to it. Come little children. The witches are inviting the little children. Come little children. They are luring, bringing in, drawing the children into, into Salem. Salem is the camp of the witches, which is a foundation of witchcraft, a foundation of the devil's kingdom, the devil's camp. I think we figured out about 150 years ago that, that Salem was not, in fact, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the foundation exactly. of witchcraft. Have you heard of the witchcraft, Charles? And they join the witches there. Uh, you have one witchress with the green dress. She had eyes. On that Bette Midler. Yeah, Bette Midler. <laughs> the rose. <laughs> the wind the rose beneath is my wings. <laughs> yes, wind beneath my wings. <laughs> Did you ever know that you are Satan? <laughs> Killing little kids watching movies. <laughs> The eyes of the Illuminati is the watchers. It's a spirit, the watchers, the eyes. She had, we have eyes on the crown. The, the, the guy that owns the magnet shop, he had eyes on the crown. There's a book. But magnet shop? Right? The, the magnet shop. Was that part of the movie? I don't know, Chrissy. I'd never <laughs> even seen Hocus Pocus 1, let alone Hocus Pocus 2. And clearly anything with Keenan, uh, whatever his name is, Keenan Thompson, has got to be Satanistic. I like that guy. I know, He's like the too. least threatening human being in the world. <laughs> And then it has a uh, like a gag thing on it. It's a tribute to Saturday of the Lambs, the movie Hannibal. There's a symbol to that. You have a song that plays. Wait, hold on. 
It's a symbol to silence of the land. Come on, man. You're just going out there on a limb. A silent. So now you're whatever. I'm Which not is, a fact, is, is a song uh, is a tribute to Elton John. And there's a tribute to Elton John. John has uh, uh, Elton John has a speakable song. They say he used a word profanity. Starts with a B. The B's a back. And, and, and oh, back? oh my God, you are stretching here, bro. <laughs> the bitch is back. <laughs> you you re- you realize that Elton is a noted lover of men. He is a gay man, and the bitch is back. Well, I'm not even gonna get into it. How, I'm explaining to a TV now. Oh, no. <laughs> I, don't even know. I love that song, by the way. I love me too. some Elton. I what love the fuck? Elton. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I'm just more proof I'm a <laughs> more proof I'm a lover of all things darkness. These contents that are moving up and down the demonic world. The, 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 there's a mockery in the movie. Uh, the first Puritan that made it, that put the church in uh, in, in Salem, which is uh, uh, Samuel Skeller. They, they named the school after him. It's a mockery, and so on and so on. And because Skelton, in uh, by admission, was the first person to call out the witches of Salem, he went on a literal witch hunt. Probably the guy you really enjoy hearing about political <laughs> commentary says it all the time. The witch hunt is true. It happened. People were murdered because they because some pastor ran around saying they were conjuring up dark spirits. This is the the, the reason why they put it in the movie is kind of like an ode right. to the atrocities that happened in Salem, not the like the good doing of this pastor. You're an <laughs> idiot. Fucking moron. Movie and then the comma uh, the witches get in circles, smooth thoughts, the smell of death flesh. They talk about these things to put words out there because these demonic words has power. And then you chant them like Ricky Ricardo and so, I love Lucy. Well, Ricky uh, Ricardo! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Poor Ricky Ricardo! Oh Ricky, no! You're going Ricky! Ricky. <laughs> Uh, As they show a picture of Ricky Ricardo playing the conga. Yeah, what? What could you possibly have against Ricky Ricardo? Wow. Oh, he's like a for a generation. He was like from one extreme to the other. He sure did. Well, I mean, he he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's like literally grasping at straws. (laughs) If you want to, you could take the most (laughs) innocuous anything and tie it to Satan, right? He's wearing an Adidas shirt, by the way, and I won't even get into the conspiracy theories about Adidas. <laughs> well, he was singing that song. He was singing the song to the deity of Santeria where he got crowned with in Cuba. So people would sing those songs. And you know, we is a mimic of what we worship, the Lord Jesus Christ. We worship. We sing unto him. The devil wants these things to be contents in the children's mind, mindsets, images in the mind through the eye gate, mouth gate, and ear gate. So well, your uh, ear gate. You need a brain gate is what you need. You <laughs> what? need a brain what? gate where someone can <laughs> take your brain and put it back together because you are stretching here. So you're bro. telling me he doesn't like the movie. Yeah, he doesn't like the movie Hocus Pocus 2 <laughs> okay. because he found all these other things that are referenced in Hocus Pocus 2. No one, for a guy who never watched the movie, you sure knew, tile, you sure knew, knew every detail. I know. Evil. Is not the only one interested in children. What's going on in God in Nashville with children and you? What? I, I have a whole. What? What? I, I don't know. You might have phrased that question differently, actually. <laughs> What's going on with children in Nashville? <laughs> and, Nashville. and you. <laughs> and you. <laughs> I hope he has children. I hope that's going to be the answer. I have a whole. I have like this in my iPhone. I have 
pictures of altar calls of children hungry for God in Nashville, in North Carolina. Everywhere I go, I do altar calls for children. The Lord said, everywhere you go, you do altar calls. Oh, he's literally doing like tent roll rides. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, when I was driving up to Pigeon Picture, Forge. Again, again, pictures of children in your phone shouldn't yeah. be something that you're leading with. Yeah. I mean, or it could be completely <laughs> innocuous, right? But he's he's showing these children are sitting in, under a, a tent. tent. So he's going to these tent revivals, which by the way, we saw three or four of these driving up to Pigeon Forge. They're still very much out there. They still they still do this all the time, these mm-hmm. tent revivals. Might be small in the outside, but they're big in the inside because I deposit purpose on the children. And uh, and he said, they're the ones that are going to run my kingdom. They're the one that's going to usher in my presence. And I, I do all to call many children declaring and decreeing, Jesus Christ, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior. Here's my pen. Write my story. Uh, I, I pray over them. You'll never see a day sickness. You'll never see a day backsliding. You will hold down to your innocence until God brings the right person into your life. Those are the words that I speak over these children. And they're from young. They are dedicated and given on to the Lord Jesus Christ before the devil can put their hands on them. Now, you have a digital... So, okay. So, I'm not going to get <laughs> yeah. into all the proselytizing here. But you're basically doing the same thing yeah. that your parents did to you. You're doing mm-hmm. to the children. Now... Let me repeat my our our I think our show stance we can call this is that yeah. religion in and of itself is not inherently a bad thing and there are many many most people who walk into churches synagogues um, mosques whatever temple most people who walk in there walk in there because they want something positive yeah. and they want to feel connected with what they consider their maker or the powers that be or the energy the spirit the god whatever muhammad whatever it is but Religion and its dogma has caused a lot of drama in a lot of people's lives. And this guy is clearly blinded by his own dogma because he's scaring the shit out of children for no reason (laughs) whatsoever. Speaking of fire and hell, Chrissy, I'm going to completely sideways this as we get toward the end of the show. I have in studio with me the Lil Nitro. Lil spelled L-I-L apostrophe Nitro. The world's hottest gummy bear. Remember we were talking about this last uh, week? Of course. Are you getting a little bit nervous about I this am, one? I'm definitely nervous. I actually, actually am Especially nervous about this Especially after you reminded me of the kid that died. He did. There was a kid, but he did a different <laughs> thing. This wasn't the, this wasn't a gummy bear. <laughs> God. He did a, and I'm going to find out what the, the Scoville is okay. with that chip versus with little nitro. Lil. Customer, let me read the back. Lil, uh, the world's hottest gummy bear. Consumer beware. This is not your ordinary gummy bear. No shit. It's wrapped in a box and it's got four different pieces of plastic over it. Um, from Flame Over Candy Company comes the next experience for those that seek the heat. Little Nitro has been infused with our signature 9 million Scoville unit chili extract, making it 900 times more hot mm. than a jalapeno. Warning hot. It also gives you a couple of warnings about uh, eat at your own risk. You should not do this. Keep out of reach of children, pets. You should not be consumed with anyone with a heart or respiratory condition. Okay. Do not get this on your skin or mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but they want you to eat it. Let me see what the one chip challenge is here. Hold on one second. Uh, one chip challenge, Scoville. Um, I thought it was a good thing to bring up right after we talked about fire. Fire and demons. The Pocky one chip challenge is wait how many scoville is the one chip challenge oh well mm. okay we are gonna 
We're going to think about it. We're going to think about this one. <laughs> it might just be decoration for the studio. The one chip, the one chip Packy Challenge, Pocky Challenge, is 2.2 million Scoville. This is, is 9, nine million. million Scoville. And the Pepper X, which is the hottest pepper that naturally grows known to man is 3.1 million. Oh my so God. This is three times hotter than I, anything. I think I just might be out on it. If you want to go for this, then, then I'll, okay. I'll be here to call 911. <laughs> Would you accept like a hot wing <laughs> like challenge? Negotiation. Yeah, yes. I'm negotiating. Yeah. Yes. I'm I negotiating. Lo- I got to get I it all do, in before the end of the year would, on behalf of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I would do a hot wing challenge. Would you do like, I'm talking like super duper duper hot wings. Yeah, but only if it's good flavor. Well, okay. If we're not I can in take it for the, the flavor. Heat, but I like the flavor. With okay, it. Well, I guess this is just going to stand in our studio until someone exactly. is brave enough to actually eat this. <laughs> Nine million Scoville, I mean, 900 that's... times hotter than a jalapeno. I could eat a raw jalapeno, no problem. Yeah, me too. It would too. be hot. I could eat, you know, I've had ghost pepper wings. Like, yep. You know, then those are ex- one million Scoville or whatever it is. Those are extremely hot. And I ate, yeah. what did I eat, 15 of them in 15 minutes or something like that? 20 of them in 20 <laughs> minutes, something like that. And then got a plaque on the wall and they quickly and closed, they closed the place a week and a half later. <laughs> but if I get something that is like in the two or three million Scoville range, mm. like the one chip challenge. Mm-hmm. What about that? Yeah. Okay. We'll think about that. And I'll, I'll get a replacement for this gummy bear. Because you're right. Uh, now that I'm looking at the actual numbers, yeah. I'm like, wait, this is four times hotter than the one chip challenge? Yeah. I'm going to see if anybody else has done the little nitro and let me see what I see. Okay, online. do a little research. Yeah, let me on do that. a little research because there's a couple guys out there who are famous for just eating these things and seeing how long they can last. Okay. There's one guy who's done, it seems like, every challenge under the sun and I'm, I follow him on TikTok. Let me see if I can find if he's okay. done this. I know he has. He probably has. So I'll see if I can do that. That way we don't put ourselves in any actual danger. danger. I want it to be fun. <laughs> yeah. And I want snot all over the studio, <laughs> but I don't want anyone to die. No. We don't want to have to call the paramedics. No. Uh, you know. We'll probably have to call him at some point here at the commercial <laughs> break. <laughs> it might be tomorrow, Brian, the level of stress that I'm under. But anyway, okay, I digress. Listen, we are so excited about the holiday audio hunt that we have coming up starting in December. The scavenger hunt, the audio scavenger hunt that Christina, Chrissy, Astrid, and I are putting together for the commercial break. The win- the prize is $1,000, but you're going to have to work for it. More information coming to you um, after Thanksgiving. So if you're interested in getting $1,000 in the new year, you can do the audio scavenger hunt. Again, it's not going to be easy, Chrissy. We talked about this yesterday. No, we're gonna we, give, we came we're up gonna, with a plan. Yeah, we're going to make a little twist. It's not going to be tag a friend and follow. It's going to be you have to go find the clues. You have to put the clues together and you have to tell us what those clue, what question those clues answer. Um, so more about that the week after Thanksgiving. You can also go to tcbpodcast.com. Get your free piggy fronting sticker. Go to the contact us button. Hit the drop down menu. I want my free sticker. Send us your address and we'll send it to you. We send those out about every 10 days. So you'll get them. Don't worry. They're coming. You can also go to the, uh, the website and have all the audio, all the video. 626-ASK-TCB, the number 31626-ASK-TCB, the number three questions, comments, concerns. Ask TCB questions. Ask Brian's mom questions. Dear TCB, we take them all via text message or voicemail. If you leave a voicemail, you may be on air, so be mindful of what you actually leave on that voicemail. Um, I think that's why we get so few voicemails because no one wants to be on air. <laughs> right. YouTube.com slash the commercial break at the commercial break on Instagram, TCB podcast, 
on TikTok. And again, YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break. We'd love it if you would go there. Okay, Chrissy, I guess that's all I can do for... I think so. ...today, but I will tell you that I do love you. And I love you. And best to you. Best to you. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say, goodbye. If you got a softie in your brain, you're going to have a softie in your pants. You know what I'm saying?